What if you sell your home? Where are you going to live if your home belongs to someone else? Believe it or not, you have lots of options that will make this less of a burden. In this episode of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze, this team will go over different options you have if you think the time is now to sell your home. Here's host, James Bueno. Low County Real Estate with Hal Swayze. Guess what? Hal Swayze's with us. Mr. Swayze. Thank you for allowing me to be here. <laughs> On your namesake, for, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And you heard his voice, Mr. Pete. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, James. Thanks for asking. You know what? This is something new for us. Hal, we have a topic request from... Stan. 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 Stan didn't give us his last name. We wouldn't probably have said it anyways, but yeah. yeah, probably for the best. Stan, thank you so much. Should I sell my home... Before I purchase my new home, yeah. So uh, let's let's give it a go. Thank you, Stan, for that. And 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 so James, we we've gotten some traction here. You you gave me some numbers. I forgot what they were like. How many people have listened to it to our podcast? Oh gosh, I think that's a that's more of a Jeff question. But downloads, you know, I downloads versus listening. I'm not sure. I know. I'm well, the, you really want the brass tacks? Sure. <laughs> you guys are data driven. So okay. Here we yeah. go. Well, yeah, your numbers are different than mine, but let's hear yours. The listen through rate. Uh, that means you guys are giving good information. So uh-huh. this pat yourselves on the back right now. It's at 77%. So that means 77% of the people that are listening to the podcast are listening to the whole thing. Wow. All usually they're right around 18. The listen through rate is what it's called. Yeah. LTR. Yeah. So, you know what the like listen through rate in my house is? <laughs> yeah, nine percent. See, this is I was going to say yeah, eleven. That's on a, yeah. on a good month. Yeah. This yeah. is good. So this is like yeah. therapy for you. Yeah. You, you, could, you could take those numbers to your wife and say, "Hey, look, well, at strangers it. listen to me." You, yeah. Oh no, no. I was yeah. anyway. Well, no, you my don't. wife doesn't have the problem. I've got the problem. <laughs> so there's a little. I have a little different number. So we're over at sixty five hundred on. Uh, visits to our website from the podcast. Wow! So, yeah, that's wow. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, that's that's the last. That was October. So wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and I think what people do, and this is we should encourage everybody who listens, is to poke around and see what applies to them if they're sure. in the market or if they're interested about their house or whatever. Yeah. See what those topics are, and you know, let that kind of uh, let you. Uh, you know, drive your entertainment. The best thing you could do is subscribe, though, because right. every Monday morning you're going to get a new episode right. in there and be like, oh, what are they talking about this week? Well, yeah. Last week and, was the market report and so on. Yeah. And be like Stan. Stan sent us to request. Okay. So be, be like Stan. So, so his question, should I sell my house before buying a new house? So I get this question a lot, which is great. So I'm, I'm prepared for this one. Um, you, you know, it, it boils down to a lot of things. One, do you have to or want to sell your house before buying another house? Right. So Jay, some people are in a position where they just keep their other house right there yeah. and then go buy something. Right. Keep turn, it as a rental. Turn their existing into an investment. Yeah. Something like that. Family home, donate it, you know, or not donate it, but share it with your family, whatever you choose to do. So there's a lot of questions I'd be asking you, Stan, uh, if we were sitting uh, across the table from each other right now. I would say, boy, have you found out whether or not you're capable of purchasing without selling? Whether you want to keep the house or not, um, being agile in this market, being able to buy without having to have to sell the house is a good position to be in. So we want to give you the most ammunition to be in the best position. So get you qualified, see what it's like. Can you buy without selling, even though your intent is to sell your primary home? So that'd be one of the first things, right? Get them good with, yeah, absolutely. with your mortgage broker and uh, mortgage lender and say, okay, we can do that. Second thing would be um, if, if people, and I've had people say, I don't want to do that. I want to make sure I know what I'm getting for my house, which is a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to be confident when I get and then go buy something. Um, and then I say, great. Uh, what if you get a great offer and somebody wants to move in in 30 days and you don't have anywhere to go? Are you going to rent? 
Are you going to get a hotel? Are you going to move out of the country? Are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? Um, well, no, I don't want to move twice, which is the common answer. It's a hassle to go rent or do whatever. So then we can put some controls on when you're selling your house, meaning um, just because you sold it and closed doesn't mean you have to move out. There, It's not uncommon to have rent backs. We just closed one here recently, and people bought the house for a family member. It was a family going in, and, and the owners have three months to stay in their house. You know, I'm not mentioning specifics, but they put money in a rental account, like here's what the rent would be. And at the end of the three months, the seller said, hey, if you leave it in great shape, we'll give you that money back. Oh, wow. So they can stay there for free. Right. So the buyers wanted it and it wasn't that big a deal for them. So they worked that out. So um, certainly think about the fact that just because you're closing doesn't mean you're moving. You can also say, okay, I've got to sell my house, but um, I don't want to put it on the market. I'm nervous about even though you say I'm protected, Hal, you're not going to make me homeless. I'm nervous about that. So I want to put my house on the market and um, I don't want to do it till I find another place. Well, then you make a contingent offer which was unheard of during a hot seller's market, mm-hmm. right? Where most sellers would go, oh, I'm not going to wait for you to sell your house. Um, now with the slow ma- down in demand, it gets more consideration if you have it ready to go on the market than if it's not ready to go on the market. And it gets even better consideration when you're a buyer that has to sell if you have it in escrow. When you're doing that, it's very important for you as a property owner that's going to sell eventually then and wants to buy to get a very thorough market analysis, know exactly what you're going to walk away with by the time you pay title, escrow, commissions, everything, and go, is that going to be enough? The biggest unknown is if you're going to try to sell and not sell first is if you buy now, you know what your rate's going to be, but we don't know what it's going to be in three or four months. That's true. Because if they go higher, you would be happy that you bought now. If they go lower, okay, you get the benefit, but you can also refinance. And we talk about this a lot. So having the property, and we're in a market we talk about with very little inventory. So finding that right house could take a fair amount of time. If you're picky and you go, I want the right thing, this is a town that has one or two houses in any given price range at any any time. And that's true for each town, depending on where you're looking. So there's a lot of nuances that go into that and a lot of options that people have. And a lot of benefits, a lot of challenges in certain times. First of all, get with the lender, see if you can buy first. If you can't, see if you can look at, you know, um, possibly selling contingent on you finding another place or getting a rent back. Those are two options. And then lastly, we have ways where we can guarantee a 90% of your property sale price guaranteed. So all you have to do is go find the house. You'll get your 90% out to purchase. And then you have time to move out, clean up your house, get it on the market. And then whatever it sells for, you get that. We have a, a vendor that does that and helps us do that. So that's also another option. It's pretty cool. Now, it does cost you 1% to 2% of the price. So there's a cost for that. But you could lose that between negotiating, having to rent, having to move twice. You never know. But that is also an option for people. It's, hey, this is a guaranteed purchase. The property is worth a million. We're going to give you 900000 right when you need to buy. And then you move out, you get it freshened up, you put it on the market. If you sell it for 120, you get the whole hundred, you know, you get the difference between the 90 you got and the 120. There are numerous ways to attack that. So it was a great question, Stan. And um, there's not a one answer for any one person. They're, they vary. Yeah, that's, and I think that's the point, right? What is, the, what is the best situation for you, the consumer? What are you looking for? That's an incredible uh, opportunity that last little scenario just played out. Yeah. I've heard of that in, um, in, in our marketplace. So it's really cool that you've got yeah. that opportunity. Yeah. Happy to share that with folks. Can you think of any, um, I don't want to say horror stories, but mistakes made uh, in this situation? Well, no, everything has a certain amount of unknown to it. So 
if you buy first and say, oh, I'm going to buy this house, but I've got to fix it up, it's going to take me four or five months, and the market goes down and you haven't sold your house, then you're going to sell it then less than you could have beforehand. Okay, that could happen. Or, you know, you um, sell first, um, which could have happened like during COVID till last March or whatever, and then you go buy a house and six months later you buy it and it's just shot up 15%. Oh, mm-hmm. you know. So right now what, what I'd say the market is, it's even though there's uncertainty in the economy and in the world, there's a pretty fair amount of certainty in the market. It's not gyrating way up or way down. So it's actually pretty steady and it's pretty predictable. You know, when it's going down fast, which it doesn't do very often, once or twice in my career, I've seen that, and not that fast, but um, but it went up so fast a couple of times too. You it know, did. so but right now it's pretty predictable. I mean, there's we haven't seen much variation in prices in the last three to four months. the The markets usually change slowly. It's just in the last few years we've seen quicker changes. Yeah. A lot of stabilization over the last few months. Stabilization. And, and you know, what's really interesting is that, you know, we're talking about timing a market. I mean, I, I reserve those phrases for speculators. Yeah. If you're talking about living in a home and deciding whether you need to sell that home first before you buy something else to live in, you're talking about, you know, not speculating at all, but rather peace of mind. And so I, I guess the question would be, Stan or whoever's asking the same question is, you know, what's going to make me the most comfortable? Is it going to be leveraging everything I have to buy, to own two homes at the same time until I can sell this? Cause that makes me feel comfortable. I'd rather have two homes than none uh, or not being financially stretched in a way that uh, puts me out of the house and seeing if I can't find the right buyer that's willing to give me three months to make the transition from here into my new home. Um, but all those things can be discussed with your real estate professional. Like, yeah. Tell them what you're looking for. And, and the reality is, if you're the seller, you don't have to accept an offer uh, that doesn't have the terms that you want. If you say to yourself, hey, listen, I, I want to stay here for at least 30 days. Those are my terms. Yep. Take, you know, money's one thing, but these are my terms. No horror stories, James. I, I would say education. Yeah, right? There you go. If somebody says to me, hey, Hal, we got a four-bedroom, 3,200, two-story house. We really want a single-level house, and we want to put X dollars in the bank, and so we're going to be looking for something in the 700 range. I go, well, let's take a peek at what's out at 700 before you dive too deep and make sure you're going to be comfortable with that. So you should have some market knowledge. I get that with like investors that sell and have a window of time. There's a non-owner occupied properties to buy another property like that 1031 exchange. I go, mm-hmm. you're going to sell this property here locally. Hey, you're going to roll it into something in Sacramento. Let's see what you can get with the money um, that you would get out of this house and make sure you get the wh- whatever you need, cash flow or type of house you want versus selling this and then go, oh my gosh, I started looking once I got my house and my property in escrow and it, the choices are horrible. You don't want that. So I'm going to advise them to take a peek in the marketplace get familiar with what they can replace it with. If it makes sense, then go ahead and put it on the market and pull the trigger. It's situational. Right? It depends on what what you're into and, and, and what you need, right? A little plug for you, Hal. So if, uh, you know, no obligation, how does somebody get a hold of you if they oh, have some to, questions? Yeah, yeah, to ask that question to me directly, it's yeah. 805-781-3750 uh, or go to, uh, yeah, just give us a call at the office. It's yeah, yeah, and you'll even do some house visits, right? And go take oh, a look. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, we talk okay. to people at home. Yeah. Well, Mr. Pete, do you have anything for us? Um, none other than I think the the resounding message here is just call a professional, give yeah. Hal a call. He'll ask the questions. What 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 are you looking for? What can I do to help? Uh, and uh, right. then help create that path and plan for you to win. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, another successful podcast, uh, Mr. Kingman. Thank you very much. One more time, if you want to get a hold of Hal, you can uh, give us a call at eight zero five seven eight one three seven five zero. Um, you can email Hal, right? Yeah, Hal, um, Hal yep. at Team Swayze. 
com, and you can text our number 805-781-3750 all these different ways you can give us a call text us write us an email shoot i think we have a carrier pigeon around the, the corner somewhere yeah. I think right now. T- talking on the phone is fine talking on the phone is great that's person probably person is always fast. <laughs> thank you for listening to the house Wazy podcast be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast it comes out every monday so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the san luis obispo county market the slow county real estate with house Wazy podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on housewazy.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips housewazy.com that's h-a-l-s-w-e-a-s-e-y.com I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. House Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze Podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.